Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and this week we got a uh, returning guest a, from a few weeks ago, Cameron. He's in the, uh, in the studio here. There he is. He's back. And we're watching Babylon, the latest Damien Chazelle movie. But first, Danny has an important news bulletin. I guess we yes. could say we have to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't shit all over me right in the beginning and freak me out. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was thrown off right there. But anyway, uh, so I shaved. Uh, I shaved my head. You know, he's, so. he is. He is. Yeah, I am hair free for the current time being, and uh, hopefully my like. <laughs> so like, why did you say? Is that everywhere? Everywhere? <laughs> uh, obviously, my face, but. I don't shave my armpits or anything. Uh, yeah, wow. That's fair. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, like, you can, like, my hairline, my hairline, it looks like an M, because uh, for McDonald's. Mm. Yeah. Papa. I'm loving it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm loving it. There you, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so hopefully, it, you know, it's a little thin in the top, but we'll get there, you that know. That's good. Okay. Yeah, thank you, man. Okay. okay. Appreciate it. Anyway, uh, we watched Baby Lawn, so let's get to it. Yeah. No, what? What? <laughs> That was so subtle. That was very subtle there. Yeah. Well, I, I want to thank you guys for having me on. We're really branching out. We're talking about a movie you know that has Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. It's about Hollywood in a changing era. Yeah, crazy. It's like, yeah, it's definitely not deja vu at all. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Where's Gavin? <laughs> I know. We miss, yeah. we miss him. All right. Well, let's get to it. Babylon to me is this larger than life, boisterous movie that has the feel of being what? I shocked myself. Oh, <laughs> has the feel of being like you know large, <laughs> larger than life, but it lacks in the character department. I think to me, um, like some of them were done well, others like uh, Brad Pitt was very standard yeah. i'd say in his character like it's pretty much a mix we talked about this earlier today a mix of uh rick dalton from once upon a time in yeah he's basically leo in that yeah he, and ex- his actual character um uh cliff booth, booth. and then <laughs> you said another one too right well yeah i mean uh it's purely surface level uh uh brad pitt and glorious bastards yeah <laughs> yeah <Speaking laughs> italian Poorly. <laughs> Very poorly. <laughs> yeah. But it's also I like, mean, his Italian's better in this movie than it was. Lamy. Um but yeah, they're all they're all full of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. That's what Hollywood is. It's full of shit. And yeah. uh we well, all get the, shit out in the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. By an elephant. The thing is, I'm confused at what Chazelle's trying to like say with the whole movie, because it's like like clearly from the beginning this is like a very not glamorous like thing to do and like at the end i feel like he's trying to say like with that whole montage i know i'm skipping right, right to the end but with the whole <laughs> montage at the end he's like saying it's worth it yeah and i'm like i don't know about that one <laughs> it looks like a horrible horrible industry to be in and like everyone nobody's your friend and like you know yeah. it just seems like an awful kind of like you know mm-hmm. well, you have a good thing to say about that ron yeah yeah um there's a really nice podcast the d DGA, it's almost as good as seen it before, I'd say. Oh, thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> Damien Chazelle was on it to talk about Babylon following a screening of the film with the director's Guild of America. And he said, La La Land was a dream. This is a nightmare. And yes. 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 For many reasons, it's a nightmare. <laughs> um, and I think what I like about the movie, 
I don't know if I love it. it uh, there's, there's another really nice quote from uh, Adam Naiman, the film critic, who says, it's so hard to love and so hard to hate. I get that. And, and that's how I'm feeling right now. And mm-hmm. I, I saw the film yesterday. So I, I, it's been, what, 24 hours or so? Um, <sighs> like a- so. Apathetic isn't like the word for it, though, you know? No, no, no. Because it's anything but apathetic. Because it's yeah. so full of movement and yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Like the um, production value is a yeah, lot of insane. it, a lot of it, like I, I wanted, I had this thought, like you guys seen Boogie Nights? Oh yeah. So you know the Which, scene where this is what this is with the firecrackers. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, th- that's, this isn't the, that entire, like that whole scene for the entire movie. Yeah. But and like, let's, let's not forget yeah. the Boogie Nights is also a film about the transition from film to digital. Oh yeah. And now Babylon yeah. is sa- silent to sound. Yeah. They're both films about transitional periods. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But however, and uh, what I think Boogie Nights does much better is that, character progression of the protagonist yeah who's entering this world manny is entering this world um played by do not know his name oh, his he said, name is um thank you, uh, diego calva diego. he had a little uh thank you at the beginning of my screen i'm not sure if he had it for yours yeah, too as well okay yes yeah, yeah. they're like and oh this is great yeah. that you're seeing it in a packed theater i thought it was sad because it's like they have to thank us to showing for showing up i'm like oh, you know well quick, it's, quick uh, number check how many yes. people were in your screening uh, in my screening, there were probably about maybe less than 10. Yeah. So, oh, really? I had like 30. Whoa, really? Yeah. It's pretty kind of packed. Wow. Yeah. All right, good. And this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. Um, so like it's roughly around 80 million. This movie took to, uh, mm-hmm. make, yeah, it's which not is the highest budget I think Chazelle has had. Probably. I, I forget what first, first man was. First man might've been higher, but yeah. this yeah, one thanks. only made $5 million opening weekend. Christmas weekend too. Yeah. Like people go to the movies during that time. So it's, uh, you know, I feel, I feel real bad, you know, because this movie, like it's, it's not, it's not his best. Um, but I do think it's better than a lot of what's come out or what is coming out this year, Mm -hmm. because obviously we're like, we're in that time where it's just big blockbuster movie or short or small little indie movie. And this is kind of reboots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like in the balance of like that mid-budget area. You know, Christopher Nolan tends to do that, um, but he's actually more on the Maybe higher not side with too. Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, Oppenheimer is more up there. <laughs> but you know, like yeah. his older movies, like Memento, and that's his first movie. No, his second. Insomnia was his first. No, the oh wait, no, Insomnia was his second, right? Yeah. Oh, I was oh, right. Holy shit! Oh, fo- yeah, Following was his first. Was that Damn technically it. a film or was that a student film <laughs> or like? Yeah, sure, it's like in the yeah. Let it happen. He, uh, it's funny because he used he used the main character Cobb for like three of his movies or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, what's with that? I don't get that. <laughs> oh, by the way, so wait, you said on the DGA podcast, the yes. interviewer, his name was Neiman, right? Oh, that, that's just another critic. That's just a film critic. Not, yeah, I just um, thought that was ironic because yeah. Neiman with Flash. All right. Um, Sorry, Dan. Did you have anything else to say about monies? About monies, no. The um, monies. I was just gonna get into like the first part of the film, like the the cold open before the yeah, you know, the partying and all that stuff. Well, I mean, so we talked about this before the podcast. Uh, <laughs> before we get like really into the, the meat okay. of this movie, uh, we did a ranking episode last week before we saw the whale and we were i was thinking like oh it's not it's not gonna make it it's my number three now so wow yeah, yeah and it's my number four now it pushes back <laughs> All right. to number five okay and brendan yeah. brendan fraser deserves the oscar he, i can't oh my, i haven't seen yeah. a better performance this this year maybe not even the decade so <sighs> yeah it's crazy how, i gotta see it oh, now, so, now guys how can i find this video of your top 10 
of the year. Follow us on YouTube. Oh, wow. <laughs> Follow us on YouTube and, and oh, Instagram. And okay. we don't use Twitter too much, but TikTok, TikTok. a lot. TikTok. You know? and the thing that's going to be right above my head right here. So many Right socials. above one of our heads. Right it it kind of shoots out on, over mine. that area. Yeah. It's over this area. <laughs> Follow us. Yeah. 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 If, you, if you so choose. So the visual aspect and the production of this movie is wild even with that very first scene like the camera's dollying and going all in there throughout this crowd and everything yeah there's this quote here that says yeah uh chazelle's camera dollies and pans and steady cams relentlessly through the debauchery as if to say isn't this wild mm. yeah i mean that's the first thing because you guys yelled at me for texting you in the theater yeah what the fuck yeah I'm, like, <laughs> said, I'm just like it's wild guys you're like yeah i, I know shut, watch shut the movie <laughs> Um, as a former movie theater employee, I have to chastise. Yeah, yeah. he's one too. I, I had to yell at a few people too. You know. Yeah. Well, it was weird because one time my old babysitter was the the rowdy one in the theater. I had to be like, uh, "Hey, could you you know, you know don't?" Yeah. And I, I think this movie is like a good mix between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. and Hail Caesar. Which yeah, I I haven't seen Hail Caesar, but I know the production value of that movie, and it looks it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it really nails that like golden age of Hollywood look. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. It's not like Netflix or something. It's on Netflix. I saw it in theaters, and I did not like it. Mm. I just didn't really? didn't vibe it's a with comedy, it. Isn't it? I, apparently. It is, it is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> the one funny scene I got was uh, with Alden Ehrenreich. Wood of the twirls. Wood of the twirls. Wood of the twirls. Twir- twir- <laughs> he said it like 20 Would that times. Were. Um, Would that it were. I, I would also offer up Boogie Nights. Yeah. Especially with a camera. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. pushing in. Oh yeah. my goodness. It's, it's, it's hard not to get excited by Chazelle's craft. It, it's mm. It's beautiful. really difficult not to get wrapped up in it. Well, he clearly knows his shit. I mean, oh like, God. I didn't realize. He loves his time period, too. I feel yeah. like, I, I mean, it feels like historically accurate a lot of what, what he's doing in the movie with like other than like the the maybe three the main characters asshole, are made up you know <laughs> Wait, who? the devil's asshole maybe not that <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> fucking yes, scene what to. the fuck man <laughs> uh what are, what are some of the stuff you liked about the production of um this movie uh, something that I, I guess we can also tie this back to once upon a time in Hollywood is that that idea of having one foot in reality and one foot in that nightmare world yes where um Originally, the character was supposed to be Clara Bow, a, a classic Hollywood starlet from the silent era who was known as the it girl, like one of the first women female film stars of that yeah. generation. And so, you know, there's a lot of realty to that. Clara Bow's mother was, uh, had some mental instability and um, uh, gambling issues and whatnot, and, and a very mysterious disappearance. Nobody really knew what happened to Clara Bow, which is very tragic. Hmm. And of course, that parallels Margot Robbie's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt's character is very much um, kind of like a Douglas Fairbanks, kind of, you know, the swashbuckling guy. One thing I always love how it's like every time we come back to him in the story, he's got another another wife. Yeah. It's just very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How he, can't, how he can't keep it. Yes, very Rick Dalton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, but then also like Louis B. Mayer shows up, the head of MGM. And, um, oh, is that Jeff? Um, uh, close. Um, I don't think he was based, but I mean, he's given Harvey Weinstein vibes. Yeah. And I think that's I mean, kind of what they were going for. Well, when that whole thing happened, uh, you know, he would, what was his last name? Jeff Garland. Garland. Mm-hmm. I want to say Goldberg because he's yes. you know, on the Goldbergs, but yes. Jeff Garland, he, uh, you know, he said, oh yeah, people just started yelling at me on the streets because I kind of look like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I felt so bad for the dude. 
damn. Yes, there's a great Curb Your Enthusiasm arc. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's in that show. Oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> but um, I think he's really good in it too. And um, also, you know, you're thinking of women being kind of like chewed up and through the ringer of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And of course, Manny walks by a poster of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. yeah. And he goes to the movies and he sees a Judy Garland film. Mm-hmm. And so I think Chazelle's very aware that what he's telling is not exactly totally original there is stuff that he's heavily borrowing from the big one is singing in the rain and i would love to talk about that later on because i love singing in the rain and there's a lot of that in this movie just watched it today yeah <laughs> so <laughs> well i noticed that there's in there's a scene towards the middle of it where there are they're singing singing the, in the rain yeah. like a whole choir of them mm-hmm. but that's like 20 years before the movie actually came out so was that real like did they yeah singing in the rain was a real song before the film okay and then the film kind of and, then they merged and, the and, and now you think of Gene Kelly when you think of Sam yeah, Kelly. I think of that scene on the light yeah. post. Yeah, and and that's the movie that Manny sees at the end. Yeah, Singing in the Rain, oh. and then it blows his mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, production. Oh yeah, yeah. no, Danny, do you got anything? Um, well, was this shot on film? Because it, yes. it feels, it feels, it feels like, like it he is. would do that just to you know honor it. So yeah, it looks good. Um, although like, was it completely shot on film? Or like, cause like I know I know a little bit about like digital cameras and like uh, if you shoot like low light and you just bump up the ISO, there's gonna be a shit ton of noise. Yeah. And I know I noticed a lot of it specifically like like kind of like things like the second scene or whatever. Like they're walking down this like this alleyway, mm. and I'm like, you can kind of see what's going on, but it's very pixelated and fuzzy. It doesn't look like a film like artifact, mm-hmm. you know, thing. So I'm just wondering if he like used some of it and then made it look like film or whatever. So. <laughs> Like a filter, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like that's what I do on some of my old my old videos, like yeah. to cover up for the YouTube DMCA <laughs> stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And especially when they go outside in the sun, and the sky is just white. It's not even blue. It's mm-hmm. just so oppressive the heat, especially in that post uh, orgy scene when they're <laughs> all in the desert. Like that's yeah. that's my favorite chunk of the film. <laughs> yeah. Where we get a lovely cameo from Spike Jones, yeah, dude. which is so well. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he's oh. this German director guy, <laughs> wacko like, Werner Herzog, like, <laughs> like just insane man. He's like, I'm sorry, God, I wasted the light, <laughs> dude. Yeah, underrated. Like, you know, because he he shows up in Wolf of Wall Street for no reason. I'm like, yes, I'm like, why are you here? But okay, you know. So, but like, I love his scene in that movie because he's just like. Um, yeah, Jordan Belfort's like, you know, he's saying like, oh, like, you sell this stuff for a penny, I could sell you like a shit ton of this. He's like, if you sell me, uh, you know, this much stock, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> and I'd be happy to. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of, a lot of random cast of characters, uh, Tobey Maguire, obviously, yes. and like, like, and it turns out he's a producer on this movie. So like, I know, I was shocked. I'm like, he that. had to have included, like he's like, he saw like the scene with the devil's asshole. I'm like, He's going to do that. <laughs> He's like probably his idea. Speaking of Tobey Maguire, let's get into the acting of this film. Then. Mm, yeah. So mm-hmm. best performance of the movie. What do you think? Ooh, I don't know. It's not Manny. No, no. <laughs> I think that's probably the character. We, we were talking about yes. this. It might just be the character and it, the way he's written is just kind of boring, kind of just there. Yeah, it is. It, it's very stereotypical. And yeah, like, I mean, he is the everyman. I think that's what they're kind of going for. Yeah, yeah. and so, the will they, won't they have him and Margot Robbie's character? I'm just like, oh, I fucking hate that. So I didn't, I didn't buy their romance. I didn't either. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably Margot Robbie just because mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. 
it's very different from what I know her to be. I know. So fearless. It, this is one of this is probably my favorite Margot Robbie role because I don't yeah. like her as an actress, and I liked her a lot in this. Mm-hmm. She did a great job. Yeah. It's, it's the snake scene. The snake scene is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. <laughs> it's great. Great stuff. I love how her dad is uh, Falcone from or no, uh, what's his name? The other the other mobster from The Dark Knight. Really? Yeah, he's the guy who gets dropped off the like the the oh, fire escape. He's yeah. like he's like he's like you won't kill me. He's like no, I won't, and drops him, and then he breaks both his legs. Oh. Uh Maroni, I think is his name. Okay, Maroney, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it's first serious role for Brad Pitt in a while. I'd say it's somewhat serious of a role for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for for me, it's a very easy performance. I, I don't know if I don't know. He has a few good scenes. You know, he does he does or like it relies on him. Yeah, I, I yeah I think yeah, Marco Robbie really really killed. Now I'm thinking back because there's the the sound scene on the sound stage yes. where they you know I imagine like it's exhausting to watch in the movie and I imagine how many takes they did just normally for this movie mm-hmm. you know like the meta wise so like she mm-hmm. and her having to be act like stressed and like like overworked yeah like every different take and get yeah. progressively. That's like, that's a hard job to do. And then yeah. balance, like, you know, obviously all the dancing and stuff like, and like her really throwing it out there. You gotta be like a really confident person to be able to yeah. act like that, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, yeah. And that whole sound scene is just singing in the rain with a pressure cooker of hornets because <laughs> the same scene happens in singing in the rain where they're trying to do a sound thing and she can't say the, the words correctly and she's missing her mark and she's looking away from the microphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but, but in this, it's just like cranked up to 20. And it's, it's, have you seen, um, into oblivion? No, it's got Steve Buscemi in it. It's like a, it, I think it was a technically a student film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all black and white and it's just kind of like a day in the life of a, of a movie set. Okay. And, uh, Everything goes. They're trying to get like one scene or like one take of this thing, kind of like this this show, there's this movie, and like you know everything goes wrong. The light breaks. Mm. Uh, the actor um, has like a coughing fit or whatever, and then you know just everything goes wrong. And then Steve Buscemi's like, "Fuck, we're taking lunch." And then that, that's the ha- that's the midpoint of the movie. Oh, that's so. Funny. Then they come back. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's a nice little thing. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I mean that the I think the sound scene is my favorite scene in the movie because. Yeah. I just loved it. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to talk about later. Is do you love it or do you hate that scene? Because that scene was fantastic. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, I, uh, I was appreciating the craft at how it was making me feel rather than how I was feeling because uh-huh. I was getting very stressed. Yeah, it was a very anxious scene, and well, most of that is driven by uh, I think his name is PJ Byrne, the the AD. <laughs> yeah, Fred, shut the fuck up! Yeah. get the fuck out! And then, and then the like, poor the executive comes in. Oh my god, he's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hot in here. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, get, the, get the fuck, fuck in your in box. <laughs> he closes the door on. <laughs> Another holdover from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, but I liked I liked that scene because I wrote like uh, I was like super into like the craft of filmmaking when I was like in like senior year of high school. So like I would try to cram it into like everything I could I could do for like assignments for school. Same. So. Uh, I wrote this one essay uh, where it was just the point of it was, um, you know, the the effort and like craft that goes into making something so small, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was just an essay of this guy, you know, the, a lot of like this this scene where like they're going, they're messing up every take, something goes wrong, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then they're in the editing booth later on, uh, and the director's like, 
ah, deleted scene. You know, you just yep. like, scrap it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a whole uh-huh. two days filming it. And it's just not use, useful. You spend a whole afternoon pushing an elephant up a hill, and yeah. all it does is shit on you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. What a way to open it. Too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to the this, uh, there's one more thing I had on the acting. Um, it's it's harder to connect with some of the side characters in this, like uh, mm-hmm. Lady Faye and... Uh, Mm. What's her face? What's his face? Uh, Sydney Palmer. Because mm. um, I like I like his like I little did, B plot, but yes. I did like his B plot. But Lady Faye, I really don't think she was needed in the movie. She's I, kinda, I think I think she kind of helps flesh out um, Margot Robbie's character, in my opinion. For that one scene, Nelly. I don't know. I f- I feel like it colors her heartbreak. Okay, for me at least. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I just I don't think it's essential, but I I did like it. Yeah. I also said it's kind of like a commentary on like how old Hollywood didn't want to include gay or black people in the movies. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like oh, they're just kind of off to the side. They're not really here. It's, yeah, but yeah. In, in the end, they're the ones that make it out unscathed. Exactly, which you is know? so exactly because mm-hmm. you know, like, luckily for Sid, he has like a lot of self respect. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was, I, I wish he didn't like do it, oh, you know, heartbreaking. I wish he would have left before, yeah. but like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's that one shot of him because it's a still shot like in front of his, like looking at his face when he's like kind of going through like the takes and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, if he's a little jab at the Academy, come on guys. Right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, wonder- honestly, I wish I could have seen that movie. All right. We've already talked about the opening scene enough. Let's get into the real meat of this movie. So... Unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about from that. You know. It was nice to see Flea acting again. Yeah. Flea. And not just an Obi-Wan. Oh my God. <laughs> Where he can't run around a tree for some reason. But whatever. That was, that was weird. <laughs> anyway. But also, um, what a way to fucking start off this movie. Like, 30 yeah. minutes. I'm like, oh, the elephant is literally shitting on him and the camera and us. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, they get it up the hill and stuff. And then it goes right to the piss kink guy. And I'm like, yes. like, like she's and like doing like a dude, dance, the like, giant dick. Just I'm like, oh, I'm thinking yes, like, oh, yeah. it's just a, it's just like a regular. <laughs> oh, she's like doing coke. She's doing like a sexy dance. Oh, mm-hmm. she's pissing on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was yep. very weird. And then she's dead, she's dead. or she's, sort of. She she's sort of dead. <laughs> then she overdoses or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like a lot of people that die in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like I couldn't tell if like. I couldn't tell if Chazelle was being like, hey, isn't this crazy and fun? Right. You know, but now, I, you know, he says it's a nightmare. I'm like, yes, you nailed it. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that does not look fun to me or like my vibe. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you're not vibing with it. Yes. Yeah. You are the sober person in the room full of drunks and you're yeah, like, get me out of here. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They, have, they use an know, elephant give as me a drink, please. Sorry, that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be pissed on. That's, I don't get it. But whatever. We're we're in the desert oh, now, so yes. uh, Brad Pitt just gave um, like on set. Like, are you talking like on set? Yeah, with the, like the, the first on okay. sets. So Brad Pitt, brings sets. yeah, multiple sets. Diego yeah. Calva's character to the desert. Mm-hmm. First, the very like first movies in Hollywood were apparently made on the desert. The talkies, yeah. the the not talkies, whatever the hell they're called. The silent movies. Silent yeah, movies. they made sound <laughs> stages out talkies. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So, that's yeah. it's wild. It must be really fucking hot out there. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> The battle scene where they're in all that armor and they're just like yeah. running at each other. I'm just like, yes. oh, I didn't oh. know they were using actual shit. Like actual, <laughs> using actual weapons. Like yeah. you see people literally bleeding and out. Dying. Like, <laughs> like you're making a war movie, not yeah. an actual war. Not like an actual war. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> Crazy German out. directors, man. Crazy German directors. Apparently. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. 
some wild shit. Yeah, that, that's something that Chazelle touches on is like yeah. he loved the idea of like there were just multiple movies going on like right next to each other. Because like, you, you didn't take... have to worry about sound. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like yeah. How many of these can you pump out? They're all like ten to twenty minutes, probably most of them anyway. The, t- the right. silent ones. Yeah. yeah. So. Play before a feature or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's where Margot Robbie gets her shining moment. Yes. Uh, yeah, we were trying out. She's like, actually, well, okay, so first off, um, I think it was kind of a smart move to make it a woman director, be it completely dehumanizing her right. to, to say not, it's not like, you know, because I'm sick of hearing just, it's, it's just the white man, like they're the problem, whatever. Mm. I'm, I like it that it's the system that turned her into this yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, uh, no tits, you know, like, oh, I guess we'll use her, you know, mm-hmm. like completely just like she's just a pair of boobs yeah. or lack thereof, you right. know? Yeah, yeah. And then she like proves that she has actual talent mm-hmm. and then they devour her after that. Yeah. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, very I mean, sad. I mean, female directors were really prevalent back in the silent era. It's just interesting. Was so, there was such a lack of preservation that, you know, sadly, so many of these films don't exist. Alice Guy Blanchet is a big one or Dorothy Asner is also really good. Hmm. But um, I know we hate her, but like. Um, not many people like say, you know, like, uh, what's her name? Um, the Nazi director, like, uh, Spike Jones. No, I mean, Spike Jones's character, Renny, uh, Lenny Reifenstahl. She's, she's a girl, right? I'm sorry. Yes. Reifenstahl. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the most popular German director at the time. Obviously she's an awful person, whatever, but, uh, (laughs) we don't like her, but like, that's like not brought up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, everyone, we all hate birth of a nation. But we we appreciate its filmmaking. That's the thing. Thing, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the first like shot, reverse shot, or something like that, or like first like nah, parallel editing parallel movie editing, or something like that. You. Yeah, you know, something in film canons. But you know, yes, and I, I think that's kind of what Babylon is. It's saying it is so frustrating to love Hollywood and love filming mm-hmm. because so much of it is rooted in exploitation, in. Mm-hmm. Death, no in manipulation, boundaries whatsoever. Exactly, just so many people into it. die just for doing their jobs or yeah. just being in the wrong place at the wrong time in this movie, and, and nobody cares. Poor camera guy in the booth, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's dead. Cut to the next scene. You know, he's yeah. he's just a camera guy. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think it is a love letter to the movies, but I th- I think there is still admiration at the magic of it, especially. But it doesn't capture that. This movie, Maybe. I think it. I think it at, at the end it does. Yeah, with like the, the montage with, with Manny like, watching all those movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it does. Because like, like it's it's really it's like um, you know, it's like kind of like a butcher shop where like mm-hmm. they do all the dirty work, mm-hmm. you know, but, butchering the animal, killing it, and then you know it arrives nice and neat on your plate at the steak a steak restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you don't you don't want to think about everything that came before. You don't want to think yeah. of all the people who suffered and died making this piece of artwork mm-hmm. that you consume in two hours, you know? Right. Or three. Huh. <laughs> or three hours. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think of it like that. That's actually a really good point. I, damn. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I've, like, well, you, you remember doing, like, projects for, like, yeah. for college, right? You know, like, yes. I remember, like, <laughs> there was this one awful, one awful shoot that I ended up doing. Um, I wanted to do this shot of um, the short film where, like, two people were kind of, like, laying on the street under a light, or a light post. Mm. And the, the whole thing was, I think it was called the discovery. And like their whole thing is like, they discover that they fall in love or whatever. Oh. They like each other. Right. So they, at the beginning of the thing, they start off as friends, just kind of talking. And then they like, he mentions that he can't dance and she can. So she teaches him. And then they kind of like, you know, it's a real short thing. Um, 
I wanted to have this cool shot of it going like like um, uh, hovering above them, and then it physically pushes in on them going down. And I'm like, there was no mechanism that we had for that, so I decided maybe we can get like a slider to like vertical hold it and dangle it vertically, mm. and have two Sounds C like stands a hold it up. Idea. It was awful. It failed on every single level. Um, and we didn't have any power because we had to do it outside and like had to get an extension cord. It was too short. And I'm like, ah, uh, oh, whatever. You know, I'm sorry, guys. Waste all your time. I paid everybody I, some money and I gave them pizza and shit. So. I did that when I was uh, a producer on one of my shows in Plattsburgh. It was a scene I was making that was based on the um, the community episode. Uh, fuck. Um, Remedial <laughs> Chaos Theory. Okay, there you go. So. Darkest timeline. It, it, basically, it was that. And we had to, we couldn't film it all in one night because I did four episodes of this, four like 10 minute segments that I had to do throughout the semester. I only ended up making three episodes of the whole show because we ran out of time. <laughs> and four, and, and I think I filmed twice in my apartment for this. It's the same scene. So, like, we had, they had to be all in the same clothes, they had to be all in the same everything. Mm, yep. I, <laughs> it was such a pain in the ass. Continuity's only, a bitch. We got one of them done. And uh, it was. Yeah. It's just so hard. It was a great learning experience, though. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do it all. You need more people. You can't just yeah. do two or three people. Ex- yeah, right? The whole making of a movie is stressful. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. But the final product is what you get there for. It's the magic of making movies. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of this. So, I mean, I was inspired when I saw um, Almost Famous and, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So like it, it'll inspire people moving on to tell stories and stuff. So that's that's the real value yes. you get out of it. I was getting Penny Lane vibes from oh. Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Like, when at the she end, showed like, up, yeah. I was like, "That's Penny Lane." Yeah, that's her getting to Hollywood finally. Well, it's funny because oh, no. like I did, I never thought Almost Famous was kind of like a more popular movie. Oh, yeah. than not. Almost Famous is awesome. Yeah, I just didn't realize a lot of people like really it liked once. it. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I've I've seen it pop up here and there with like um, uh, you know that stupid Regal uh, intro with all the movie quotes that we hate. Stop! It's so annoying. Stop. The first quote in it is "It's all happening" when yeah. she's wearing the Penny Lane coat. It's like ah, oh, mm-hmm. you know? and it just goes downhill. From yeah, and well, okay, they. <sighs> I might have brought this up on the podcast before, but oh, here at the know, end of it, that. you know the, the so the the worker guy in it. Um, he has a voice crack right at the end and they didn't bother to fix it. Like, listen, they only had one day, man. This is the beginning of your beautiful friendship. Like, <sighs> Moving on to Brad Pitt's tragic character, I guess. Yeah. So he kind of goes through his whole range of like, you know, he, is he really still famous anymore after being in silent movies? Now he has to transfer over to talking pictures and it's, mm-hmm. It's not very easy for him, nope. and it it shows. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was the whole. Well, that's the whole thing with like Sunset Boulevard, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. With the, the old woman, Boulevard she couldn't times. switch. Yep. Um, I mean, we well okay. So we talked about this on La La Land, but remember that interview with uh, Alan Richardson that I brought up, where like he got to like the peak of his, probably the peak of his career. You know that he's the guy from BMS. Oh, bro- Jack Richardson. Yes, yes, yes. And then he's saying, like, with an interview, is like, once you get to the top, nobody tells you that, like, there's nothing else there. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to solve your issues. It's kind of like just, you know, his whole point was, like, you have to find happiness from within and be yeah. doing what you it's, love and stuff. It's easier to get to the top than stay there. Mm, there true, true. That's the truest quote I've ever heard in my life. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that's whole, that's Brad Pitt's whole thing. He didn't, yeah. he wasn't enjoying what he, what he did. No. He was just kind of doing it to supply his party lifestyle mm-hmm. and the different women. Like I like, I think the most like poignant part where when he's like, you know, it's like, uh, she doesn't even know it's going to end up like all the other ones. Yeah. He knows. And he's just kind of going through the motions. Like, this is what I do. This mm-hmm. is what he thinks he should, you know, is, is just, he thinks that that's all he is, yep. you know? Yep. So, I mean, it's probably true with a lot of actors, very low self-esteem. Yeah. So I mean, same thing with musicians nowadays and all of them just like, mm-hmm. you know, offer themselves. Yeah, and same tragic. thing with some actors too. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. it's tragic what yeah. happens. Yeah, it so, really is. Especially, yeah. especially how they frame that. Yeah. At the end, where he goes into the bathroom, because I, I, I think I think Chazelle's quoting the Searchers there, where it's like, and at the end of the Searchers, uh, John Wayne as the cowboy leaves leaves through the front door, going out in the west, saying the future's ahead of him and whatnot. Brad Pitt, he's not leaving; he's going in, and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. end is there. Yeah, he well, he says like you know to the waiter. Yeah, he's like, you're the future. Here's all the money, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I think the point of the movie though, because like. It's like we were saying before, it's about inspiring the next generation. Like, yeah. like they have like a montage of like the next stars yeah. after of like of the talkie era mm-hmm. or after like thirties and forties and fifties and whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's just a continuing wheel of, you know, like we're going to get like, you know, in the next couple of years, we're going to get another big superstar like Millie Bobby Brown or Billie Eilish again, you know? So it's just going to keep turning. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just keeps going. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Go on. Okay. Well, I'll just go on to another scene that I liked. It's the one with uh, Margot Robbie in with all the upper elites of Hollywood in that house. That was a mm. see. I don't think it was, the scene was needed, but it did. It was it was there, and it was really well done for what it was. She's like, I'm not like these people. Yeah. I, I yeah. She just you have to do this. You have to do that. You cannot mm-hmm. be yourself. Yeah. And right. It's just fuck, man. This is like another part of being a star. Yeah. Yeah, they want it. I like that it was kind of like, like most of the time you would like. I think the base time baseline for like people envisioning how stuff works is like it's on a spectrum. There's two ends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like, like you know, one side, one end is good, another end is bad. Mm-hmm. But like what what they showed in this movie, like that nightmare of a scene in the in the, in the silent era, was like I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, and Margot Robbie just kind of like. uh she just kind of like seemed to fall into that and like, I just love doing cocaine and like the party lifestyle and stuff. So, and then she was dehumanized on set doing her actual work. So she wasn't a human there. Yeah. And then she's definitely not a human to these people, these Hollywood elites who are all stuffy and definitely not debaucherous, you know? So it's no. like the, another, instead of a spectrum, it's kind of two sides like of the, of like a cube or whatever. Like yeah. you got to find the right side. Right. So I think certain people kind of find balance. Like I think Dave Grohl has that figured out. Okay. I think Brad Pitt has been able to be relevant for a while. I think he's like genuinely like cool with what he does and happy, you know, like in like, so I feel like certain people in Hollywood have found like, for lack of a better word, peace. Manny was kind of, um, he's a producer, so he had to be hard on everyone. And he yeah. ended up getting so stressed out that he had to leave. He couldn't stay in Hollywood mm-hmm. any longer. And he, he got out. He's one of the lucky few that got out, right? And lived well, to tell about it, pretty much. It's interesting though, because like he's one of the kind of like the bad guys a little bit. Like he's kind of a perpetrator. The bad guys get out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like he kind of you know silently forgives himself. Like yes. nobody else really knows. You know, he just to to the rest of the Hollywood, he just kind of disappeared. You know, mm-hmm. but 
Um, you know, but he starts off as literally getting shit on. Yep. And then, you know, and then he just kind of happens to be out. in the right <laughs> yeah. place at the right uh-huh. time. Gets to go with uh, with Brad Pitt. I forgot his character's name. Um, Jack. Gar, Car, uh, Conrad. Conrad. Jack Conrad. So he just says like, "I like you. You're coming with me." And then it just he just happened to be at the right place. And yeah. he just kept skyrocketing. And then he becomes a studio executive. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's like the Spielberg way. Like that's how he got his career. Apparently, the myth. No Manuel on the door. Make it Manny. Yeah, yeah. He wants. Uh, he yeah. just wants. I'm Manny, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's go. Oh, I'm your friend. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, and then Margot Robbie is, you know, she's kind of failing in the in the talkie era. So, you know, he's like, oh, I got to straighten her out. You know, I got to be a tough executive. But it's like he's come so gotta far. Bring her to these upper uh, echelon people in Hollywood and make her seem presentable and mm-hmm. not yeah. basically trailer trash. In other words. Yeah. And obviously so. she has the self-respect to be like, I'm not a dog. Yeah. No. You guys aren't better than me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know. It's really interesting to see. We see all different types of people going through, getting chewed up by this thing, and getting out on the other side. Some people didn't make it; other people mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then there's the devil's asshole. Yeah. yeah. This is all. It's like what happens if you don't fit into this world in the first place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go to the devil's asshole. Yeah. <laughs> You're Tobey Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he was basically playing Bully Maguire for half an hour. <laughs> Oh dude he was <laughs> if you can't notice that, that i don't know that and alfred molina and boogie nights yeah yeah yes. yeah, yeah. you know that's <laughs> very true as well the weirdo you don't want to be around and you're like he's like oh you guys are gonna love this taking through literal like dark tunnels it, my, yeah. my boy i'm like am i watching barbarian <laughs> I, I, I was expecting the barbarian monster to be down there yeah, I, oh, mother, mother. <laughs> oh, oh my god dude. uh but yeah and then, I, I don't think that shit was needed in this movie, but it was definitely shock value. That's all it was. It's all it was supposed to be. I, I yeah, couldn't like, believe he went there. Yeah. I genuinely couldn't believe it. I was like, it doesn't this fit, isn't happening. It doesn't fit. It, does, it, it doesn't fit but, traditionally with anything else, but it's like, mm-hmm. if, if the point is to say it's a nightmare, mm-hmm. that's the most nightmare scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, it would be, well, yeah, I get, yeah, Manny going in there because, you know, he's been, he's gone through like all the different, Tears of mm-hmm. whatever you want to call lower it, lower and lower. Yeah, yeah. He's like, so he's seen all yeah. the, all the different ways of life in this yeah. thing, and not it's one dead. of them, at least to me, looks appealing. So, no. yeah. And and it's also like harkening back to like freaks, like a classic, like using yeah. people with uh, disabilities and whatnot. And it's very bizarre, and I don't know if I appreciate it. Like, are you saying like Damien Chazelle did it like un? I don't know. It, it started like, to feel exploitative in and of itself. I can it's see that. Like, Look at this conjoined twin getting a blowjob. What? <laughs> I don't. Isn't know. Isn't it gross? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was very. It almost felt like he he was starting to succumb to the things he was trying to criticize. Interesting. It's very weird. And also, I, I thought it was funny how like the upper echelons of the devil's asshole were more shocking than the what's supposed to be the lowest ones. Like, oh, it's yeah. just a guy with muscles. Yeah, he's just eating a rat. He's just yeah. eating a rat. I mean, uh, maybe that maybe that says a lot about like our sensibilities. Where it's like, how are you not shocked that a man is eating a rat? And you're like, eh, whatever. Seen it. Seen, seen, it. <laughs> seen it before. Never, yeah. never hey. thought I'd see cracked up Bully McGuire though. Oh like, my that god. Was, yeah. That was something else. With his yellow teeth. I'm like. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. When he smiled, I was like, that's the good mm. stuff. <laughs> that's that's the money shot right there. <laughs> that's the money shot. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I, so I just had this idea. You might want to cut it out, but... Uh, there was an idea. There was an idea. There was to bring together a group of remarkable people. Um, what about like... Um, you know how he's like talking about like wanting to like do all these movies yeah. with him and stuff, but like they were like, super offensive and stupid. Yes. <laughs> um, I just had the idea where like, what if they made a, what if somebody actually did make a movie where like, um, some, like a guy in Hollywood gets in trouble with the mob mm-hmm. and then like, you know, he's like, I got a nephew. He wants to be in the, in the pictures, you know, and then he becomes like an actual star. Shovelman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. that's kind of the case on Curb Your Enthusiasm the last season. Larry David uh, doesn't have a fence around his pool and he's going to get fined by the county. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless, and the, the girl with the donut shop. And you get the girl. <laughs> kind of. It's, it's yeah. not, not as funny, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I also Yarp. thought it would be really funny if the only thing was it was just a guy with muscles and everyone's like what he's got muscles oh my god he's like freaking huge like Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock where it's just yeah. like you're just oogling meat that would have been interesting that would have yeah. been funny where it's like yeah. oh what <laughs> just a guy <laughs> alright so we've, we've been mentioning this montage for the whole episode mm. basically at this point yeah why do you guys like that so much I mean it's basically just like a, the, fi- the finished product type of thing and then there's Manny realizing like wait we did this, and then it's being yeah. rebooted later on. Mm-hmm. It's another kind of little jab at like Hollywood nowadays, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like, hmm, everything can get rebooted, cash grabs. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 also like harkening back to that maxim of like there are no new stories to tell. Well, yeah, there's it's, apparently it's, seven it's, stories, right? That's the whole seven thing. Seven stories in the world, and so Brad Pitt, I think, asks this when they were starting to transition to sound. Well, what do we have that's different? What, what do we have that's going to set us apart from what's already been told? And, and that's what I was thinking Damien Chazelle was trying to reconcile with in those last moments when he's showing Singing in the Rain to Manny, where it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that whole scene with the microphone, yeah, Singing in the Rain already did that. Mm. And so the only difference really is tempo, speed, scale. Yeah. And... um. Yeah, and then you get this incredible montage of colors, which I think kind of quotes Godard a bit with a goodbye to language where he was really doing experimental stuff. And then um and then you get this weird highlight reel of VFX accomplishments of the past couple decades. You get Avatar Matrix. Yep. Terminator two. I think so, yeah. Um I there was Persona from Ingmar Bergman, which is phenomenal. Um, I saw the eye getting slit. Yes, uh, Sean Andalou. Yeah, doing well. Oh, trip um, to the moon. Trip to the moon. Yeah, it's just a whole thing. Uh, the the. I mean, now it's probably more more popular in Nope, but the mm. the Black Horse Rider. Yes. Yeah. yeah the Moy yeah, Bridge. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I was wondering where Shrek was. I was kind of disappointed that Shrek <laughs> didn't show up. Schmalsch- I think it would have been Toy Story though, right? Because that's the that's first three D animated. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you know, so I thought. I think that whole montage was just kind of being like this entire like fucking bad trip of a movie nightmare Mm -hmm. getting chewed up and swallowed by the industry. Like saying, this is what, this is what is the product of it. And the question is, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. That's at least to me. So, and I think, I don't know. (laughs) It's it's very like (laughs) breaking even, you know, 
mm-hmm. you get just as much as you get out of it. There's no like extra value I'm, I'm seeing because like it just seems like an awful place it's for me. For me, yeah, the awful place to be. But and it, 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 I don't know. It also kind of makes me laugh. Like who, who is Damien Chazelle to write history? To be like these are the biggest movie moments of the twenty first cent of the uh, the hundred years of film. This, this, this. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because there's always that one movie that means something to you more than anything else. Right, right, right. And yeah. I don't think I don't think famous. Chazelle is <laughs> yeah. is technically saying that these were my most favorite favorite movies. But I don't, I don't know. Was it, Citizen Kane in in that montage? It. You think? I don't think I saw it. I don't mm. even know if two thousand one was in there. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it might be more yeah. personally to him. Babylon. 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 When do you give it out of 100, Ron? Out of 100, I, I might have to go with 75-ish. I appreciate it more for what it's doing in a critical sense, in a historical sense. I found myself not really connecting with the characters as much as I wish I did. Um, mm. And to me, that was that was the end that I was trying to get. I, I know with a story that is built around history and whatnot, maybe it's not always character driven it's more about atmosphere and everything but in this in this film i really wish i liked manny more than i did yeah he's he's kind of our window into the whole thing yeah and mm-hmm. he's the weakest he's part kind of there yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, i'll i'll say it again it's a tough movie to love but it's a really tough movie to hate yeah yeah technically at least yeah <sighs> i i'm in the same boat with you i think i'm gonna go a little higher than the 75 yeah you're 77. That's what I was thinking, like 78 earlier today. I was like, yeah, now I'm talking about it. I don't know. I was like, ah, I think it's 77. I don't know. I, 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 I'm weird with my rankings, You're but like. by two points, Daniel. I'm going <laughs> to. I can't edge. even look at you. <laughs> yep, good. Good. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, technically beautiful. Screenwriting's a little weak, I'd say. Mm-hmm. The acting is what pulls it together by Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, and Tobe Maguire. Mm-hmm. But. Overall, it's just kind of all fluff, no substance to me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to give this, like, uh, would you give it? 77. 77? I'm going to go 78. Oh, Are you gonna go my, my original? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's so it's really weird. We've seen the past three movies that I've seen have been Avatar, The Way of Water, mm-hmm. um, The Whale, and this movie. Mm-hmm. Each one of them really excels in one area when it comes to making a film mm-hmm. like avatar is obviously the visual Visuals. effects um the whale acting okay. hands down and then um you know uh babylon is is production design. <sighs> yeah that, well okay, so that, i don't i don't think production design is the most important but i'm saying like I, I view like maybe like four or five categories mm. are like really important. This one excels at like the the message or like mm. the meaning or like kind of putting forth a thesis yes. for the audience to okay. kind of break through and understand. That one really, I, I really got it or at least, you know, because it, it spoke to me in a way. <laughs> Great. So I'm just waiting for that one movie uh, that really ties all of them together, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, 78, it's like, you know. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Right. I was maybe. gonna say Mathrigan. <laughs> I'm Mathrigan. <laughs> That's gonna come out next week or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. It's so hey, maybe Knock the Cabin's gonna do something for us too. I, I'm hearing it's, Dave. It's M. Night Shyamalan. Real, I'm hearing Dave Bautista is real good in it. So awesome. um, I'm I don't trust it. Ron Weasley's in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Rupert Grint actually is a really good actor. He, he just he, hasn't he hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities to shine because obviously he's Harry Potter. The best, he's the best friend. That's all he was. He's the yeah yeah. And also I am pro old, so I'm hyped. 
Really? Oh yeah, I'm pro old. I like what? old. I like okay. old a lot. It's so fun. It's like a haunted I can't house. Look at you. <laughs> oh no <laughs> guys i want to thank you for uh, my last appearance on seen it before mm-hmm. now that i'm declared persona non grata <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> uh, we got you booked for one more coming up next year at least right now i so. already forgot what it was <laughs> no i always forget the schedule no one no oh okay okay oh cool cool awesome yeah. i think we're gonna try and get uh nick padula on there too Cool, yeah. yeah. Maybe Sep too. Maybe she'll be in the control room because she loves Nolan's her cool. favorite. That'd be real yeah. cool. Well, anyway, we're seen it before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S C E N E It Beforecast, and on Twitter with the handle S I B underscore Pod. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Was. My letterbox and serialized at DJ Was, or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Was. And uh, would you like to plug anything? No. Thank <laughs> you for having me. <laughs> It's right there. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> His oh. little... Yeah, like your letterbox, right? Like what's, you... What's my Tinder doing there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, Cam, thanks for being on again. Love talking this movie. This went a lot longer than we expected, yeah. but I love it. This was... I didn't think there was really going to be much to talk about this movie, but there's a <laughs> lot more than meets the eye to this movie. For sure. All right. Well, as usual, thank you for watching. See you next time. Ah!